On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're going to play a game of Would You Rather with starting pitchers. Plus, Colby will tell you the real way Jared Kelnick can actually get back on track. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. And on the show today, we're going to play a game of Would You Rather with Major League starting pitchers. Plus, Colby has some thoughts on how to save Jared Kelnick. But let's start with our game here because Colby has put together five pitchers five starting pitchers four i believe in the american league one in the national league he hasn't told me who they are all he's told me is that they are pitcher a pitcher b pitcher c pitcher d and pitcher e and he's given me some numbers that i put on this graphic here and i assume colby that you have a a grander point to make with all of this here i i I, because i mean everything that you do is with purpose of course right yeah Totally. Sure. Let's go with let's let's go with that. Um, no, it's not really a game of would you rather. It's more of a blind resume. So, if you okay. guys aren't watching on YouTube, uh, the numbers might get a little jumbled. Uh, so I'll do the best I can. But essentially, I took uh, five stats that I think are relatively fair when comparing pitchers, um, more so than like ERA and and just raw strikeout numbers and stuff like that. So the five categories here are. Case per nine, base on ball per nine, home run to fly ball percentage, FIP and XFIP. And all of these categories, they account for what the pitcher really can control, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's ERA. I, I don't want to people trying to compare defenses and, and ballparks and stuff like that. So all of these are kind of these stats that I picked are kind of designed to try and eliminate that, that argument as best you can. I mean, obviously that's still going to come through a little bit, but essentially... Um, I just think Ty should rank these guys and then okay. I'm going to tell you who each one is. And then I'm going to give you guys a little, a little tip to, uh, to help some of you. So, uh, let's, should we just run down the, the numbers yeah. here? So, all right. All right. Yeah. So pitcher a here has a eight, one, five case per nine, one, nine, seven walks per nine, eight, uh, eight and a half percent home run to five ball rate. 299 FIP, which is actually a pretty common number on here. You see 299 a lot. Uh, and then a 329 XFIP. Uh, Pitcher B has a t- uh, 921K per nine with a 152 walks per nine, 9% home run to fly ball rate, 299 FIP, 333 XFIP. Uh, Pitcher C has a 10Ks per nine, 269, nice. Walks per nine, 10% home run to fly ball rate, 307 FIP. Don't shake your head at me. And a 323 XFIP. You guys can't see it though. Uh, 11, uh, 10 Ks per nine for pitcher D along with a 382 walks per nine, eight, uh, 8.4 home run to fly ball rate, 310 FIP, and a 350 XFIP. And then finally, pitcher E comes in with an 867 Ks per nine, a three walks per nine, 12.5% home run to fly ball rate, 306 FIP, and a 299 XFIP. So, so do you just want me to knock these out one by one? Uh essentially rank sure, them from just, five to one? Sure. Give me the the picture there that you these are by the way, these are twenty twenty two uh stats. 
And mm-hmm. I'm not implying that they are predictive of 2023. I'm just saying they're sure. the most recent data we have. So sure. let's just go ahead. Tell me who you think the worst pitcher out of that group is right there. I'm going to go with pitcher D, even though he has the highest strikeouts. Pitcher. Even mm-hmm. though that he has the highest strikeouts, he's walking nearly four guys per nine innings. He has the highest XFIP out of all these guys as well. So the expected stats don't favor him that well in comparison, well, relative to the other four guys here. I mean, he's not giving up a lot of home runs. I mean, he's given up the fewest home runs out of all five of these guys. But yeah, I mean, there's there's more to pitching than just strikeouts. Like you can't walk guys. You can't walk four guys per nine innings. I, I just I don't want that. So I'm gonna go pitcher D at number five. Uh, pitcher D is Cy Young uh, contender entering the season, Dylan Cease of the Chicago White wow. Sox. Wow, wow. So Dylan Cease is, and by the way, when we say he's the worst pitcher of this group, like this rotation mm-hmm. would win 110 games. Like that's how good all these guys on this list are. Right, but, right. Uh, so we're not saying Dylan Cease is bad or he's not, you know, worthy of Cy Young consideration or anything like that. But uh, yeah, pitcher D is Dylan Cease. So, you know, 382 base on ball per nine uh, and the high XFIP kind of uh, – knock him out of the the top four here yeah so i'll go uh, i'll go pitcher i'll go pitcher e at number four uh because he has the the second highest walk rate he's not striking out a lot of guys he gives up a ton of home runs um i mean 12.12.5 percent home run to fly ball rate i don't know what that looks like on the grand scale here right but right but the the rate is extraordinarily high relative to everyone else here so that yeah uh but you know 306 fip 299 x fip the expected stats really love him so yeah that that puts him slightly above dylan cease for me who who is this so the the how run a fly ball rate doesn't hurt him as much as you might think because he is perhaps the most premier ground ball pitcher in all of baseball Mm. and he happens to pitch against the mariners quite a bit pitcher e is framber valdez Ah. of the houston astros so, again, very good pitcher. Um, very good pitcher. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, lots. When you can't get the ball elevated against him, you can hit home runs. It's just, it's tough. It's tough. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, these are really small differences in the grand scheme. Right. I have, I have to nitpick. Guys. I have to nitpick yeah. here with these yeah, guys. That's, that's um, the point, right? That's the yeah. point is this is designed to not be easy. All right. So, who, who's number three? I'm going to go pitcher C. Uh, okay. Obviously, ten strikeouts, ten strikeouts per nine, but he has the highest walk rate out, out of the remaining guys. Ten mm-hmm. percent home run to fly ball rate. The three two three x FIP is the best of the three guys remaining, but his FIP is higher than the than the other two guys. I, I just again, no you know, I, yeah, I have to I have to nitpick here. So I'm gonna right. I'm just gonna go pitcher C at number three here. Who who is this? Pitcher C is Seattle Mariners ace Luis Castillo. Ooh. So, yeah, quick recap here. It's been Dylan Cease at five, Framber at four, and Luis Castillo at three. Um, Castillo does have the highest home run to fly ball rate of those left, the highest walk rate of those left, um, and the highest FIP, although, again, it's by .08. So statistically not that relevant, but there you go. So I... I'm gonna rank him number two, but I'm I'm pretty sure I know who this pitcher is. Pitcher pitcher is pitcher A Sandy Alcantara. Pitcher A is Sandy Alcantara. Yes. Yeah. Uh, National League Cy Young Award winner. 
yeah. Sandy Alcantara, which I believe Ty and I both correctly predicted a year ago in this time range that he would win the 2022 Cy Young Award. So, uh, yeah, pitcher B is Sandy uh, Alcantara. So or pitcher, or pitcher, pitcher A. A, pitcher A, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so pitcher B is your your best pitcher out of this group, huh? Yeah, I mean, like he he's not giving up a ton of home runs. Uh, the, the FIP is is excellent. Obviously, the same as as Alcantara. There, he's striking out, but I I get nine strikeouts per nine. So that's that's kind of again we're nitpicking here, and also mm-hmm. I get you know half a percent off of the uh, the walk rate as well. Like, dude doesn't walk guys. He's not giving up a ton of home runs. He's striking out nine guys per nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go pitcher B here. Yeah. Second highest FIP X FIP of the group, but again yeah. we're talking about decimal points here right. um well ty pitcher b who you said is the best pitcher of this group is none other than seattle mariners second year pitcher george kirby <laughs> i had a feeling i when when you mentioned castillo i was like oh okay that was the guy that he was trying to make a point about no it is george no. kirby after all yeah that that now that i think about the numbers though like the walk rate the home run to fly ball rate yeah that makes a ton of sense that it's kirby and I mean, you know, that's that's what we've been saying here, man. George Kirby is is the truth. Right. So here's the point. Mm-hmm. If you guys can do it, which I know a lot of our listeners cannot, run to the sports books like FanDuel before right. it's too late because Sandy Alcantara is the favorite tied with Corbin Burns, who even though he cost the Brewers the playoff spot is still very good. He is the favorite in the National League Cy Young Award race. Dylan Cease is third on the Cy Young uh, race right now. Uh, Luis Castillo is actually in the top 10 at plus 1,600. Framber is at plus 2,000 right below him. And all the way down, you got to scroll all the way, George Kirby, even though it's gone up, it has gone up in recent days, plus 7,000. Oh, it's no longer plus 8,000. No, it's wow. plus seven. So people are getting wise to this. So you guys got a mm. shot here to go on our terrific sponsor uh, mm. and bet on George Kirby to win the Cy Young because as Ty just showed you, he's better than Sandy Alcantara. I mean, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. I'm surprised yeah. that Framber has uh, lower odds than uh, than Luis at this point because, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like given, that, given his postseason run that they would overhype the hell out of him over at uh, – really any sports book, you know, Vegas yeah. in general. Hashtag not medical advice, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, Louisa plus 1600. That's not bad either. So that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have been a good transition into our FanDuel ad read, but FanDuel is actually scheduled for our second ad read today. So instead we're going to be talking about Built Bar here. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, and you gotta try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year, and if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, which is perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein 
And now you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first Listen, so Locked On is polling all of our hosts, including us, uh, to determine who are the top 10 starting pitchers in both the American League and the National League. Uh, But I want us to focus on the American League here. Uh, The options that they've given us, there isn't a write-in option. Uh, They've just given us the pitchers with the highest odds to win the Cy Young on uh, on FanDuel. So let's go through all of these pitchers on here, some of which we just talked about. Uh, so Jacob deGrom, Garrett Cole, Alec Manoa, Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, Shohei Otani, Shane McClanahan, Framber Valdez, uh, Shane Bieber, Luis Castillo, Kevin Gossman, Christian Javier, Robbie Ray, Tyler Glasnow, Logan Gilbert, Nestor Cortez, Tristan McKenzie, Lance McCullers, Tyler Anderson, <laughs> and Lucas Giolito. Um why let's, why is why is Tyler Anderson on here let's and start not George here. Kirby? <laughs> let's let's start here. If uh-huh. you're betting on Tyler Anderson to win the Cy Young, you need help. You you Tyler should just Anderson. light your money on fire. Yeah, like seriously, just go dump it on the counter and then walk away. You're never gonna see it again. Um yeah, that's dumb. Uh Kirby's better than about half the guys you listed there. Yep. Uh but hey, you know, there's some Hey, I mean, like, I th- we're not trying to turn this into a betting episode, but Lucas Giolito behind Tyler Anderson. Like, I know he didn't have a good year last year, but like, come on. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Robbie Ray still there. Uh, Logan Gilbert's still there, even though Kirby had a better year last year than both of them. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, when you read that list, I think. Seattle has four of the 20 best starters in, in the American league. I, I don't think that's a far stretch. So um, now, you know, the sports books haven't caught up to how they should be valued uh, because if I'm ranking the four Mariners starters right now. I mean, it's Luis one Kirby two, and then a real debate between Logan and, and, and Ray. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, I haven't voted and I refuse to because I will not pay homage to the disrespect that is being shown to George Kirby, Absolutely. 2023 Cy Young Award winner. So, no, I will not vote in this. But also, yeah, the Mariners pitching is very good. That and yet, even though that away. even though that you and I are both not voting in this for now as uh, in protest for <laughs> in favor of, of George Kirby, uh, I'm the only one getting called a diva in our group chat. I know. Reason. I thought that was weird. I thought that was weird. <laughs> I think they maybe got you and I mixed up or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Javi was coming for my neck last night. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Javi of uh, Lockdown right, Padres. Lockdown but Padres. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I so, mean, you guys, you guys had that rapport, right? You know, you kind of went on his show and you bashed the Mariners, and, and they then started they went a fourteen on a... game win streak. <laughs> yeah, so you know, yeah, yeah. That was uh, see, I I was the reason that they turned their season around and ended the drought, of course. Right. It, it was all me. It was all my doing. Um, all right. Okay. So, yeah, uh, just just go with it for, for once, please. Just just let me have one. No, no. Uh. no. All right. So, yeah, uh, I would put 
Kirby as as a very close two with Luis Castillo in the Mariners rotation. If I had to rank these guys, uh, I think that gap is pretty close and and could be closed fairly quickly. Uh, and that's nothing against uh, Luis Castillo. I just think that Kirby with that command and all of his pitches working the sky is the limit for for George Kirby uh legitimately talking about a Cy Young contender here uh, and Kirby that's why we're pounding the table about this whole thing with him because we we you and I both truly believe that he has what it takes this year to to go and do it um so you know yeah. uh, and but- you know Gil- the Gilbert Ray debate is interesting right because I mean like I'm sure a lot of people in our comments right now are picking Gilbert definitively yeah. Gilbert because I mean a lot of people just hate Robbie Ray and we we talked about that whole thing uh but I, I think that's a pretty close I think that that one could go either way really um I'd say Kirby is locked in at two for now and then Castillo locked in at one, but uh, number three is definitely up for debate for sure. Well, I mean, I don't know, Ty, according to you, Kirby was better last year than Castillo. So maybe Kirby should be number one. That's, that's true too. That's true too. Right. We literally just did the exercise. That's that's true. Yeah. With the, with the, with the context of five stats. Yep. Uh, And and, and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Those are the only five that matter. Um, Naturally. (laughs) Sure. Uh, yeah, I do wonder if maybe like Mariner fan or maybe just us in general, if we're, we've kind of like overlooking Logan Gilbert and his ability to get a little better. Cause we haven't talked about Logan really at all. Um, mm-hmm. to be fair, we haven't been asked about him really at all. Um, yeah. in terms of, in terms of the starting pitchers, we have gotten fewer questions about Logan Gilbert than any of the other five. Do you think that's just because uh, maybe I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm like this with with Gilbert as well. That I kind of am just complacent. Like I know where I know what I'm gonna get out of Logan Gilbert, and maybe like maybe uh, uh, the splitter that we're hearing about changes some things if it's actually real and a viable pitch that he can use in games against major league hitters. Like maybe that changes things. But overall, I kind of feel like I know what I'm gonna get out of Logan Gilbert. I feel like he has a very high floor. Um, yeah. But I think there's probably more ceiling, regardless of if the splitter really helps or not, um, or if it exists. Um, until we see it, it doesn't exist. Uh, so, yeah, I just I wonder because, you know, there are other ways for Logan Gilbert to get better without adding another pitch. For example, he could find more command of that slider. Um, and if we know what happens when Logan Gilbert has two pitches that are both at you know sixty on the night, dominant. Uh, yeah, he can dominate any lineup in baseball. Um, but we also know how often that happens. Typically, Logan's thing is he has his fastball. Well, I would say like 85% of the time, he'll have his good fastball and he'll be able to command it. Um, and he'll have one other breaking ball or off-speed pitch that's like 45 or 50 that night. And with that combination, he's still been like a really solid number three starter since basically he, he stepped on the big league field. So can he take that next step? Can he be a number two or can he be like a three plus um, type of arm without uh, a new pitch? I think he can. It's just a matter of he's got to find a way to get that slider more competitive because there are a lot of times where on any given night, it's just Gilbert's fastball and he's just living off of it. And that's a really good pitch because of the extension, because of the velocity, because yeah. of the the command, but you need more than one. And so yeah. I think if Gilbert can either refine the slider or, or the splitter is a legitimate, true, you know, major league quality pitch uh, some point this year, then I think Gilbert still has another gear that he can get to. What would you say his ceiling is then? Gilbert? Yeah. Number two. Number two? Yeah. 
I, I think somewhere in the range of like Aaron Nola, somewhere in that range, mm. I think you can get to. I mean, Aaron Nola is a Cy Young contender. So. Right. I mean, do it a little differently, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think we're ever going to see Gilbert put up like the 10 and a half K per nine or anything like that. Uh, but I think you can settle in right around nine and, and have the walks below like two and a half per nine and, and mm-hmm. you know, limit some of the hard contact because Gilbert gives up a lot of hard contact uh, because he's a fastball heavy pitcher. So yeah, he finds a lot of barrels, but you know, right. it, I mean, it depends on the night, of course. Um, right. But I mean, you think about like the Toronto start, you know, a couple of years back, like he's, he's more susceptible to it because if he doesn't have the, the pinpoint command of his fastball, he typically doesn't have anything else to counter with it. Right. Uh, so when he leaves the fastball down or in the middle of the plate, which he's prone to do, it's going to get hit hard because they're up there looking for a fastball. So um, that's why I think it's important to have another, another pitch, um, either the splitter or the slider. He just has to have something that he can both throw, throw for strikes and get guys to miss. That's kind of the key to Gilbert taking the next step. All right. So when we were talking about, you know, what to talk about on today's show, you said I could talk about how to save Jared Kelnick. The real way to save Jared Kelnick. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown uh, Oh, I'm scared. This episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel lets, even lets you combine Combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for bringing us your first listen. So Colby, how do the Mariners save Jared Kelnick or how does Jared Kelnick save himself? Yes. By doing something that will allow him to fix the the problems I'm about to point out. I'm not a swing guy. I'm not going to tell you what he has to do with his hands. I don't know. Um, Swing Dr. Colby Patnode. Sure. Um, Yeah. So here's the deal with Kelnick, right? I see this a lot. um, A lot of theories about Kelnick and, and like how he needs to get better, what he needs to get better at. Uh, I've seen, you know, the shift will help him and like the shift ban will, will fix Jared Kelnick. No, that's dumb. I'm sorry. That's dumb. Uh, you know, he needs to go out there and just needs to let loose and have fun. Like Julio, like that, that's it, huh? That's the only thing that's preventing Jared Kelnick. He's too, he's too uptight. That's, that's what's preventing him. And while both of those theories could help, I mean, they could legitimately help Jared Kelnick. They're not going to solve the problem for Jared right. Kelnick, right? Yeah, like I, I think there is like a, a, a bit of a mental side to it because he is a, a guy that is clearly pressing at times. Mm-hmm. He gets caught up a little too much in his head. I, I think that's right. pretty clear. But yeah, it's not everything for sure. No. And on the other hand, how much fun can you possibly fake when you're, you know, hitting a buck 30, right? It, it's it's pretty tough to fake that. So um, while there are some like, there are pieces here that will help. The shift ban or restrictions will help Kelnick some, but those are really band-aids on a wound that needs stitches. Like it's, it's helpful. It helps. It's better than nothing, but you need surgery. You need to fix this before it gets, you know, incurable. Uh, and here's the issue with Kelnick, at least last year, 
one of them we already know. Jared Kelnick strikes out way too much, right? Last year, Jared Kelnick ran a 33.7% K rate. Uh, his rookie year is 28.1, so it actually got worse, and it wasn't good in his in his rookie year. So uh, that's the big one, right? He needs to make more contact. However, the type of contact he makes is equally as important uh, because last year, Jared Kelnick had a 15.5% pop-up rate. Uh, these are different than fly balls. Fly balls go into the outfield. Fly balls can turn into home runs. Pop-up rates are just straight up in the air. They do not account for anything. Uh, the the batting average on balls that are classified as pop-up, Ty, you want to take a guess on what it is? Ugh. No. You you just tell me. I, I, I don't want to dive into that. 0. 0.010. Mm. Yeah, one in a hundred pop-ups goes for a hit. They are effectively strikeouts. Really, yeah. pop-ups are strikeouts. Kelnick had a 15.5% pop-up rate last year. If you're wondering, Major League average, 7%. Kelnick popped the ball up more than twice as much on av- as twice as much as the average Major League player. Essentially, when you add those up, 49% of Jared Kelnick's at-bats last year ended in a strikeout or a pop-up where the batting average of those two events is never higher than 12, 13, 10. That's it. Like, yeah. not 100, not one out of 10. No. One out of 100. Yeah. So nearly half of the at-bats that Jared Kelnick took last year he had no chance to get a hit, to get on base. That's the problem. It's not the shift. It's really not. Uh, Kelnick, I think he has this reputation as like, he's this massive pole hitter, and he's not. He's not. Uh, Jared Kelnick going the opposite field is not an issue with him. Uh, in his career, he's a 24.5%. Major League average is 25.4%. Last year, it was 25.2%. So basically, league average and going to the opposite field. He actually was up the middle, far greater than major league average. Last year was 48%. Major league average is about uh, 37%. Kelnick is not a dead pole hitter. He can go the opposite field. He can go up the middle. That's not the issue. The shift isn't going to help him that much. It's the strikeouts. He needs to stop striking. He would be so much better off hitting a weak ground ball than he would popping the ball straight up in the air because the weak ground ball might get through. It might find a hole. Mm. There might be an error. Your odds of getting on base with a weak ground ball or a soft line drive or even just a regular fly ball are significantly higher than with the pop-up. It's not It's not the shift, guys. It's not – he's not having enough fun, right? He's hitting the ball – he's hitting the ball too softly, which – And, and I, I guess another way, and this is going to be a very simplified version of it, I guess he's also elevating the ball too much or he's elevating the swing too much, right? Well, launch angle last year, 18%, or 18 degree launch angle. Major right. League average, 12. Mm. That's that's a problem, right? Again, the more mm. balls you hit in the air, that's not a problem. The more balls you hit straight up in the air, you're screwed. And here's the deal with Kelnick. When he does get the bat angle right, when he does connect, he doesn't have any issue hitting the ball hard. We know that. We know that. When the ball is thrown in a place that Jared Kelnick can cover, which is in a wide spot right now, he has no issue finding the barrel. Last year was 13.6% barrel rate. Major League average is 67 
Jared Kelnick can find barrels when you throw the pitch in a once in one of the few spots he can cover. And that's the problem. Jared Kelnick doesn't cover the plate well enough. So the strikeouts are up, the infield pop-ups are up, and everything else is down. And that is the issue. So Jared Kelnick's swing needs an overhaul. Uh, his approach needs an overhaul. Uh, he needs to put the ball in play more, but more importantly, he needs to put the ball in play in a manner in which he has a chance to get a hit in any chance. So that means more ground balls, fine. You'd rather have a 50% ground ball rate than a 15% pop-up rate. That is the issue with Jared Kelnick. It's not the shift. It's not, you know, his attitude. It's not that he's lazy. It's none of those things. So Jared Kelnick is half of his at-bats. He had a zero. He had essentially a one in a thousand chance of reaching base in half of his at-bats. You can't yeah. do it. There's not a hitter alive who can pull that off. Yeah. You just don't have a shot. You don't. Again, what what was the number that you said? Forty nine percent of his at bats either resulted in a 30, strikeout or or a pop up. 33.7 strikeout. Yeah, fifteen point five pop up. So so literally half of the time. Forty nine point two percent. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. And again, Kelnick does some things really well. Yeah. When his pitch is in his zone, he will barrel it up, and he draws walks. 9.3% walk rate in his career. Yeah. Major League average is 8.4. He's had we know some big power. walks, too. Yeah. We we know there's power. We know that there's plate discipline. Jared mm-hmm. Kamelik is swinging and missing too much. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really all it is. It's 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 not rocket science, right? We're not the first ones to say this. Um, but I, I do think um, that there are issues here, and I, I think it's, you know, plate coverage-wise, and I'll just give you this example, Ty. In uh, in 2022, he had 54 at bats in in on a breaking ball. Right, mm-hmm. of those 54 at bats, he struck out in 29 of them. He had three hits in those 54 at bats. Only one of them was for extra bases. Mm-hmm. Jared Kelnick's slash line on breaking balls last year: 056 with an 074 slugging. You see the problem there? <laughs> Launch angle, 20%. So exit velocity, 83.9. Kelnick couldn't hit breaking balls last year. Yeah. The shift isn't going to help, isn't going to fix that. Yeah. So stop saying it's the shift. We need to start looking at other things, more, more tangible things. Um, and again, the shift will help some, but what's let's say hypothetically, right? It gives Jared Kelnick 30 points of batting average the shift, which seems high, but let's say it's, it happens. Okay. His batting average jumps to 171 last year. Yeah. And because these are almost all singles, his on-base percentage jumps to 250 and his slugging is still sub 400. Yeah. That's not a good player. Yeah. So stop saying it's the shift. It's lazy. It's beyond yeah, lazy. Yeah, this, so this, say, Jared Kelnick will be fixed because of the shift restrictions. Yeah. It's, no. it's, I mean, this is applicable to, any player when we're talking about the shift restrictions it's going to lead to more singles and probably you know an uptick in in batting average by like five to ten points at best Mm -hmm. that's about it that's that's about it you're not going to see guys start to you know slug more you're not going to see you know significantly higher on base rates you're not going to see that it's just you know in singles especially in today's game 
where it's just so hard to string together hits aren't as valuable as you you know may think it is. So yeah, he's got to, you know, he's got to change his whole approach, his whole game plan going to the play because it's not just about getting on base for him, you know. It, it's also about you know doing what he does best or what his traits say that he can do best, which is hit for power, hit for value, essentially. Mm-hmm. Doubles, triples, home runs. That's what Jared Kelnick needs right. to be doing more. And he needs to be and doing nobody, that with more consistency. Mm-hmm. And nobody's ever hit a home run by hitting a pop-up to the shortstop. Exactly. So, so, yeah, it's it's not as simple as you guys want to make it. It's not. They still have hope for Jared Kelnick. I know that comes off sounding like Kelnick's a bust. He's never going to figure it out. No, I still have hope for Jared Kelnick because yeah. of the things he does well. He still hits the ball hard. He can still hit home runs. He still draws walks. He's just He's got to fix that because, again, there's not a hitter on the planet who can essentially strike out 50% of the time and be a good major leaguer. Cannot happen. All right. So before we sign off here, I want to, uh, you're going to like this. I want to address a, a, a very common comment that we get on our oh, YouTube boy. channels. Why doesn't Ty have any Mariners memorabilia behind him? It's a good question, Ty. Yeah. Clearly, it's- I hate the Mariners. I only do this for the money right um <laughs> the tens let's just, of dollars let's, let's just ignore the mariners hat that i'm wearing or the uh, mariners colored flannel that i'm wearing see northwest green baby northwest green what's that color right there northwest green and navy all right speaking of jerry kelnick <laughs> look who i got back here see all right and then we also got the Ichiro hall of fame bobblehead right over there see it's just my camera you know the camera is kind of shrunk in here you can't really see much Really, all you can make out is my Cowboy Bebop record and maybe my Cuddy records, and that's about it. I also have a Mariner's Bat mug. So there, that answers it definitively. I have Mariner's memorabilia behind me. You just can't really see it. Sorry. <coughs> Ty, I'll be honest with you. I am shocked mm-hmm. that your local Goodwill had so much Mariner stuff for you to pick up last night. Look, so. I had to rush, all right? I, 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 you know, I was feeling pressed. I was like... right. I, I have to I have to convince these people that I'm actually a Mariners fan when I'm not because again yes. I'm doing this for the money, uh, and, the tens and of dollars, yes. yeah, the, the the literal pennies that we're making. So uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So there you go. That answers it for all of you. Hopefully, maybe there will still be doubters out there. I'm sure there will be. Colby is still one. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a cold and my face is starting to leak, as you can probably see on the uh, YouTube uh, version of the show. So that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. And you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Don't make fun of me. I am a sick person. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. Shut up. And he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.